I'm Ricardo Fuller, and you're listening to the Wizard of Driven podcast. Yep, I'm Scott Sumner. Um, I'm the editor of 4,000 Holes, which is the long-running Blackburn Rose fanzine, started in 1989, um, and I've been running it for the last year and a half after it had gone quiet for a few years. Okay, brilliant. And Blackburn, your season so far, uh, how how do you reckon it's gone? Obviously, you've just come up from, from League One, but... Uh, I think you're just one place above us in the league, so around about mid-table. Is everything kind of going to plan from your point of view? Yeah, we've been really happy with the start. We're unbeaten in uh, August and lost one in seven, which is pretty good to say we've just come up from League One. And we pretty much have been sticking with the same players who earned us promotion. Um, There's a lot of new signs which have come in, but none of them have really come and put in you know and fixed their place in the team permanently yet so yeah it's it's been good and a bit frustrating there's been a few frustrating draws in there so people are thinking we might we should really even be higher in the league but we can't really complain to say we've just come up and yeah mid-table is a good start and you know overall it would be a good a good position to finish in mm. uh, how, how do you think your your transfer business was during the summer I'm just looking at your transfers now a, f- a few players on undisclosed and free transfers and Adam Armstrong from Newcastle for 1.75 million have, have you made kind of the improvements you think you needed to yeah well I think the main thing was actually getting players we already had it already had on the books that signed to long term contracts like Bradley Dack and um, Daryl Lenehan. Um, always a worry that you know, these players we potentially are going to get snapped up by you know, other teams. But we've pinned quite a few players down to, say, three-year contracts, which that was a big priority, really. But then even further to that, we've, unlike us for the last few years, we've actually been on the front foot in terms of you know, going after big signings and showing that we've actually got some money to spend um, rather than offloading players. So, yeah, Adam Armstrong came in on loan last season from Newcastle and scored a load of goals to help us to promotion. So I think we all wanted him to return and we we, we got a good price for him. Um, I think a couple of million pounds it might raise to three million eventually. Um, And then... The big one, really, was Ben Brayton from Nottingham Forest, highly rated England under-20 international. Um, he's only made two sub-appearances so far, but it's it's a loan deal which will eventually turn into a permanent transfer in January for up to £6 million, which is sort of crazy for us, really, at, at this point, but it, it shows the ambition and the ambition the club's got at the minute and there's kind of a bit more of a positive vibe other than him there's another couple of um, good signings there's a, a lot of loan signings which is is pretty good really I like that Harrison Reed from Southampton looks pretty good and um, also uh, Joe Rothwell from who was at Oxford last, last year um, he, he's coming and looked pretty strong so overall, we've, it's quite a good, well-rounded squad now. So 
we're feeling quite confident, really. Uh, one of the players you, you mentioned it was important to, to get tied down to a permanent contract was Bradley Dack, and he's obviously uh, your top scorer, and everyone I speak to about Blackburn is raving about Bradley Dack. What, what kind of player is he, and why should we be so concerned about him? Yeah, so he he normally sits in kind of a number ten role. Um, normally, we'll have Danny Graham up front. Um, he's target man holding it up, and he and Bradley that just plays behind him, and it's just been brilliant um, last season for, for just seven hundred and fifty thousand pounds from Gillingham. He came in the number of assists and goals he scored, but. It's just at the right age where he's just getting better and better and people are thinking, oh, can he make the jump up to the championship? And already he's, he's started with loads of goals. Unfortunately, he was injured for a, a few games. He got injured at Hull, but, but he's back in the side now and scored against Villa a cheeky goal. Um, but he's, he's, he's just so good, that kind of dribbling with the ball, so strong. People can't push him off the ball, lots of tricks and... He's just always in the right place for finishing off goals, and he's just such a clinical finisher. So he, he's by far our star man. And even though we have got him tied down to a contract, it didn't stop West Brom sniffing about for him in the transfer window. I think late on, and you never know what's going to happen in January because I think even Leicester City were rumoured to be interested in him. So. Um, I can see him continue to keep scoring and being influential for us this season and, and hopefully we can hang on to him for for a, a good good while. And uh, looking ahead to the game on Saturday, uh, you you are saying just before I started recording that uh, Stoke isn't a very nice place for Blackburn to go to in general. Uh, is, is that changed now given kind of oh, sluggish start to the season yeah it was just in the Premier League days I think we went there four times and lost every time so it's definitely a bogey ground for us so it'll be interesting um, on Saturday because different trajectories of the club obviously we're on a bit of a upward swing at the minute everyone's feeling positive and Stoker just readjusting after the relegation and as we all know it's teams getting relegated they always think oh they should be straight back up top three four and but it's never that easy even you know Sunderland went down again last season didn't they so Stoke mm. have found that in the early stages that it's, it's not going to be straightforward straight back up obviously they've started to turn the corner a bit now Stoke so it should be a close clash um, I mean I'd definitely take a draw even though we've already drawn five games this season, which is a bit annoying, but at least we're not getting beaten. And another tough game on the back of a fortuitous draw against Derby midweek. Um, I think we'd definitely be happy with a, a, a good draw at Stoke. Mm. And from our point of view there, is there any players or uh, anything in particular you're worried about us uh, kind of either going forward or... Is it just the the general sense of uh, doom you feel when you when you play Stoke? Um, well, it's a different side pretty much now since the last time we played you. Well, apart from the 
in the FA Cup a few few years ago. Um, so yeah, I think it's just the fact that even though it Stoke just got relegated, there is so much wealth of Premier League talent still in there. Um, and Joe, like Joe Allen scored the other night, and right across the back line, and Jack Butland in goal. It's it's kind of a solid outfit, and yeah, players like even Bojan, who's on the who was on the bench, who can't get in the side. It sort of says a lot that it's a strong team, really. Uh, and finally, uh, before I let you go, uh, can we have a prediction? Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one because we went down to Bristol City and lost 4-1 and got absolutely played off the park in the second half. So I think hopefully we're going to be a bit more resolute like we were at Derby on Tuesday, but that was a bit of a poor performance from us. They had about 20 shots. We had just four, so it was a bit one-sided. So I think... I'd like to say it'd be a draw, but I think Stoke might just nick it with and put two back-to-back wins together. It might be a 2-1 for Stoke. Next up, we have Dirk Copland from the Blackburn Rovers Rover Seas podcast. How are you feeling generally about uh, Rovers' starts of the season? Um, well, been been a little bit inconsistent we did start really well i think the the past couple of games uh, especially a couple of away games have been very very shoddy uh, i think lab or last night up against derby we were very lucky to get any from the game it was like i've been i've been saying it's like we the bank because we completely were outplayed we were nowhere in this game and uh, these situations didn't didn't happen to us last season but we were on the back foot from the get-go but somehow derby couldn't get the ball in the back of the net so very fortunate in our last game, uh, in our last, our other last away game, I think it was Bristol City, the international break, we got absolutely rammed, like, uh, completely destroyed, 4-1 defeat. So, but besides that, we've taken on some games. The Villa game was, I think we were in control of it, despite despite them snatching it right at the death. And it was it's kind of one of those things where you, you maybe maybe a little bit what Derby feeling, because they should have got more than a point yesterday. And we should have got probably more than a point against Aston Villa on, on, on the weekend. So, I, you know, to be honest with you, if you'd offered the, the points hole that we've got right now and the position in the table for this period of time, I would gladly have taken it. Um, uh, I do have bigger aspirations. I think we could finish around about 10th, 11th spot. Um, but, yeah, we, I think this is a, uh, a project for Mowbray. I think right now we use, he's getting all the pieces in place um, mm. to, to build something. And, and I think we've got to be a bit patient with him because it's going to take a while because we can't expect miracles. Um, but yeah, all in all, not bad. Not bad start. Not bad start. Yeah, my uh, overwhelming memory of Tony Mowbray was in the last time we got promoted to the Premier League in 2008. He was West Brom manager and he won the title with them. And he was kind of almost uh, evangelical to, about how his side should play, almost to the point of you know he was getting the scorn of the Stoke fans. We were managed by Tony Pulis and we would always beat West Brom with our. Uh, Pulis ball, and we we found him to we we mockingly called them West uh, Brazil Witch Albion because he was like he thought he played like Brazil. Um, has he kind of uh, stuck with that kind of passing football philosophy at Blackburn Rovers, or do you think he's had to maybe uh, t- maybe harden the edges a bit? Well, in League One, yes, he was all about it was all about the passing ball and dominating games and and, and playing attractive football. 
Um, again, at times he tries to, I think he, he wants that. He definitely wants that at Blackburn, but you, you can see when we're on the back foot or struggling, the old uh, the, the retro long ball football comes into play and you know, we get a little desperate. But he definitely wants that for Rovers, but um, we obviously don't have the quality as, as some other teams do have. So we, I think he has to accept that we're, we're gonna. We're, we're not gonna be able to do that right here, right now. You know, obviously, I think that's his A game. That's he definitely wants. But you know, it, I'm sure. Well, we've had to, to other tactics and other styles of play to try and keep ourselves in the game because I think, you know, I think with the first game against Ipswich, I can't, I can't remember. Other, oh, I know it was a draw, but if we we threw, but we've thrown games away for uh, for his style of play in in in. in in games that we probably shouldn't have if we kind of tightened up the ship a little bit and resorted to non-fancy attacking football. But, you know, I'm not going to mock Mowbray. I think he's done an absolute wondrous job of where we were when uh, Coyle was in charge and we were free-falling out of the football, the whole football league, uh, let alone out of the championship. So Mowbray is always, he's got a, a, he's like a cat with nine lives in my eyes. He hasn't even lost one of them because he's done a wondrous job. So, um, and I, and I like, and I've, I've, you know, definitely last year when we were, you know, on top of most games, it was good to see. Uh, and and so far, he, you know, with Dak, he's he's got the he's, he's got certain ingredients to make to do his kind of football. Um, and Dak is a, 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 a key part of that. Mm. And looking ahead to the game on Saturday, uh, how how are, you, how are you feeling? I was speaking to Scott from the Rovers fanzine who wasn't confident because he felt like uh, you always lost at Stoke. But given kind of our start to the season, you kind of coughed and sputtered at the start. Are you looking at uh, this game as something you can take uh, all three points from? Probably not, no, if if we're uh, honest. Um, And I, you know, I recall uh, Stoke being like their reputation at home, kind of like a Millwall at home. There's such such a fierce... Fierce atmosphere around the around Stoke City's ground um, in, in the Premier League when they when they I don't know if if the attendances have decreased that much but you know the the numbers and the noise um, from Stoke could always create an atmosphere that's quite intimidating um, and and there are other teams like that in this division but to be honest with you I you know I for me if we can get a, a point um, you know we all want, we all want to win the games but I think. I think we we have the possibility to get a point, but I'm not I'm not, and I think I would be doing backflips if we were to get something from the game. You know, the games against yourselves, uh, Millsborough, now Leeds. Whenever we go to their place, we can get anything from those. It's a, a little a mini party. To, uh, there's a time to celebrate. Uh, obviously, we're trying to remain unbeaten as long as we can there. And if we can grab away from home, it's it's a bonus, a Brucey bonus. And you know, just like last night, I you know, before kick off, you said give me a point. I would have said, yep, sir, no problem. I'll take it. Um, and I'm glad that we got a point because we did not deserve it. Hmm. And uh, finally then, uh, can we have a prediction from you? A prediction. So, um, right. Well, I'm going to bravely say 1-1. One, one. I'm going to say a 1-1, one, one, a very exciting 1-1. One, one. Um, and uh, who's going to score? Maybe... Maybe Adam Armstrong will finally get a goal after it because he's, he's he's obviously scored early doors in, in in the season, but he's gone all quiet. But yeah, I, I need him to get a goal because if we can get him starting scoring, then uh, things will be a little bit better. But maybe a last minute winner, for, I mean not a last minute equaliser for Rovers. We ain't getting no winner. <laughs>